What is up, guys? Welcome to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. I apologize, guys, if I sound distracted. Someone texted me right as I went to record. That's really awkward. Um, Addie, you're muted. <laughs> I tried to hit the unmute, but it didn't work. <laughs> this is that. a train wreck from the yeah, start. Yeah, my, my computer was like, you're muted, you're muted, you're muted. I was like, oh, no, it's not worth it. I was going to say, you laughing. yeah, I was going to say that Sophie waited like a whole five seconds before she started the intro because she was like, mm, what did I get on my phone? <laughs> you guys are my dog. No. Oh, okay. Because she's barking like right outside the window. It's the most convenient <laughs> time too. Anyways, welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. I'm Sophie and I apologize if this is your first time listening, but if it is, we welcome you. And I don't yeah. like how I just said that. But we're rolling with the punches today. So we're talking about Store J love. It's a cool type of love found in the Bible. And we will tell you what it is later. But before we do that, wow, it's time for word of the week. Oh, wow. That was good, Soph. Thank you. Thank you. I was really proud of that one. (laughs) She like prepared in advance for that. Okay, let's talk about word of the week, guys. I feel like I can't, like, all my weeks the same right now. Like, I feel like I cannot differentiate one week from the other. Last week was long. I'll choose that as my word of the week. We're getting really close to this quarterly recap, guys. I just feel like this week went on forever for some reason. Um, and I just, like, I kind of had something every night. And it was just busy. But it was good. Like, it was fun. I hung out with new people, which was exciting. I feel like I don't do that very often. Like, I hang out with, like, the same one person. Um, so... Yeah, it was exciting. I don't know. What about you, Sophie? Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, guys, I feel like every week I say a word that's like that, but it's really just words that are teaching me to grow a lot, I would say. So my week was good. Okay, I don't want you to misunderstand that, but my week was very unrestful. I think that's my word. I don't even know if that's a word, but I started off on Sunday with like a pile of things to do. And instead of taking time to rest, I just did them all. And I spent a lot of time on my phone on Sunday. And Sundays are my days that where I don't spend much time on my phone. It's just kind of to get my heart in the right place for the week. But through that, Monday morning hit and I was struggling to get through. Like I was ready for this Sunday to rest on Monday morning because I didn't rest on Sunday. And I could tell and I was kind of convicted in that moment how important it is for me to rest socially, mentally, physically, spiritually, all of the above. And so my week was incredibly busy. It was the first week, I would say, in a really long time where I just was at the pace that I was last semester, where I did all of the activities that I did first semester, second semester. And first semester, I thought that I was doing everything right and good. I was so burnt out. And so doing it again this semester on low rest was really challenging for me. And I don't know if this is making sense, but I hope you get what I'm saying. So this whole week has just been a challenge to take time to rest in the week, which I think was something good for me to learn that you're not just supposed to rest on one day per week, but, um, it's also been really fruitful for me. I've made it kind of my goal to put down my phone. And I looked at my weekly 
report this week and my it was down 51% and my mouth dropped. I was like, what in the world? But this week has also been so freeing in that sense because I haven't been on my phone, but there's been so much that I have been able to be present for. And so it was a cool week. It was also an exhausting week, but lots of fun things happened. And I'm grateful for this week because it's helping me go into this week with a different mindset, but still keeping some things. So that was long-winded. I apologize. I am in a talkative mood today, I guess. So today we're just going to go, those were our words of the weeks. Let me just say that. Okay. Now we're going into what store J love is. Okay. This is familial love family love, I guess you could say. I don't really know if familial love is a word. (laughs) So we're just going to call it family love. And this is a type of love that is found throughout the Bible. We're going to talk about some different examples. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun things today. But before we do that, we should just define it. So according to the resource that we've been using for all of the other loves, this word is describes affectionate bond that develops naturally between parents and children and brothers and sisters. Many examples of family love are found in scripture, such as the mutual protection among Noah and his wife, the love of Jacob for his sons, and the strong love the sisters Mary and Martha had for their brother Lazarus. An interesting compound word using storge, and the word is Philostorgios is found in Romans 12.10, and it says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. So it calls us to be devoted to one another with brotherly affection. Christians are members of God's family. Our lives are knit together by something stronger than physical ties, the bonds of the spirit. We're related by something more powerful than human blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. God calls his children to love each other with deep affection of Storge love. So this love is really cool because we can talk about our immediate family on earth. And we can also talk about the family and brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. So there's a lot to unpack here. Addie, what are your thoughts? I love Storge love. Um, I think that it's really cool that the Bible has such different definitions and like different sectors of love because a lot of times um, it can all just get like mixed in as one. And I wouldn't say that the same love that I have for my family, like translate to the love that I will have for my future husband or the love that I have for strangers or the love that I have for the Lord even. Right. Like it's just all different. And I like love, I just, <laughs> how many times do I use the word love? That's a really tricky thing. Um, I appreciate that the Bible is very intentional and God was very intentional and in the differences and, um, types of words that they used. Right. Um, Storge love is a tricky subject, I would say, for some people. Sophie and I are both super, super blessed that we um, have just grown up in Christian homes. We both have to, like, we each have a set of incredible, loving parents who love the Lord and reflect the Lord in all of their actions and how they treat us. And that's not the case for everybody. And if you are a listener and your parents are abusive or you are in an awful situation and you um, have a strained relationship, our heart goes out to you and as well as our prayers. And we'd love to support you in any way. And I am so deeply, Sophie and I are just both so deeply sorry that this store J love may be distorted for you. And our prayer is that not only is it going to be restored for you with your perfect heavenly father 
but it also hopefully will make an appearance in your life while on earth at some point as well. Um, there's encouragement in the fact that the Lord is our father. Not only is he like Jesus is literal father, but he is our heavenly father and he is perfect. And we can't expect our earthly fathers to match that or our earthly mothers to match the love of the God that we serve because it's just not possible to be unfair for us to hold them to that standard. But it does hurt when you're not loved by your parents, whether we mean it or not, we will always seek validation from our parents, right? It is the first place I go for validation. I'm like, mom, do you like my outfit? And if she doesn't like my outfit, I will change. Whether I respect her fashion opinion or not, I want my mom's validation. I want my dad's validation. And it's a natural thing. It's a natural tendency. It's honestly probably something about survival. Like it is just innate in us to want love from our parents. And that's not a bad thing. And it hurts so much when you don't receive it. And our hearts go out to you if you don't. Um, And we want to give you that love. Obviously, we can't as like family members, but we still want you to feel loved. And we um, are praying for you. And we'd love to build a relationship with you. But that said, Storage of Love is incredible. And there are just so many different parts of it um, that are just like so just so easy to discuss. Sophie, do you have anything specifically that you want to talk about? Yeah, like the website said, there are a lot of examples of this. And I think that it's really cool that they listed some of these examples. Because when I looked at our spreadsheet, our master list for the month. And I realized that this is what we were talking about this week. I kind of stopped and I thought, where in the Bible does it talk about the love that families have? But then I realized there are so many examples of this. And so I encourage you to look at a lot on your own. But there's a few that I think kind of stand out. One of them for me, this wasn't listed in the description that I read earlier, would be Joseph. Yeah, it would be Joseph. And this example is really cool for me. I'm just going to kind of sum up the book of or the story of Joseph is found in Genesis. But basically, Joseph was the kid that his father loved the most. And he gave him this coat of many colors. And his brothers were jealous and they sold him into slavery. And from there, Joseph's life goes on twists and turns throughout um just his life and he you can go read about it in Genesis but there's pitfalls and there's rises and he ends up on his on as the second in command to Egypt and there's a famine in the land and his brothers come and they don't recognize Joseph and in this moment I think it's really cool the familial love that um is displayed in this example because his brothers treated him so wrong, but Joseph chose ultimately to accept them and to forgive them. And so I think that was just a really cool example of brotherly love in that his family members did hurt him a lot, but in the end, he did choose to love them. So that's one example that I was really, I really thought was a good example of familial love. And another is what they talked about in the description of Mary and Martha and their love for Lazarus you can see you can go read about this in the gospels so Lazarus died in the story if you didn't know that I'm sorry to spoil it and when Jesus came to see them Mary and Martha were both incredibly upset and you could see in 
that you with, by reading their love that they had for their brother. And so that's just another example of people passionately loving their siblings and their family members. And I think something that I have really seen in my life that I'm really blessed with is like everyone, there's hardships in life. Life is really tough. And the first people to come and support my immediate family when things got hard was my extended family. They would fly from out of town. They would drive from out of town. They would come stay with me and take care of me when my family was going through a really hard season of life. And that's something that I have been blessed to understand the impact of Store J Love. And it's something that I'm really grateful for that the people in my life that are my family here on earth have purposefully and intentionally loved me and cared for me in a, in a way that I can, I can never thank them for. They made sacrifices for me. They took care of me when I was difficult to take care of. I think that that is something that I am super grateful for the experience. And I think that if I could sum up Store J Love in my life, that's what it would look like. It would look like people who deeply care and love about you and will do love you and will do anything from getting groceries for you or spending the night at your house. So, so you're not alone. Um, so that's what Store J Love, I would say, looks like in my life. What about you, Addie? Yeah, I think that we have like similar experiences in some aspects, but very different like experiences in other aspects. Store J Love um like with my immediate family absolutely um even like with my extended family as well i would say that my relationship um just so you guys have a little bit of like context as far as like while sophie and i are talking sophie's an only child um she's in a family of three i'm in a family of five i'm the middle child um i have two brothers one older one younger obviously and because of that i'm the only girl and i have like an incredible experience of being the only girl it's it's such a win um but because being um just like the middle child and kind of, I guess just kind of like how my personality how God created me and how I'm wired I don't really go to my parents for things like it's not my natural inclination to go like if I'm if I had a bad day my first thought is not to go to my parents and that's not necessarily a bad thing like I do have healthy coping mechanisms and like people that I do talk to when I'm struggling and like usually my parents are on that list somewhere but whereas some people like their parents are their first source they're like oh my gosh I just need to talk to my mom about this and there are absolutely times where I'm like oh my gosh I need my mom right now or I need my dad right now and I need to see what they think about this there are other times where I'm just like my parents do not need to get involved in this and it's not that I'm hiding it from them it's just like that's just not my first inclination and that's not a bad thing and it's like a healthy boundary that you have to set because if I were to go to my parents for things I probably would leave bitter or annoyed or not looking for what I needed and then it would just lead to frustration so it's probably a better thing that I don't try to force myself to go to them so if that's how your relationship with your parents is I'm like that is not a bad thing at all I would say absolutely like communicate with your family let them know what's going on in your life like my parents have access like 
to everything in my life. They have access to all of my social medias. They have access to my phone, all of my texts, all of my Snapchats, like everything. And it's fine. Like I trust them. They trust me. And if they ever wanted to check on what I was doing, they can. And that's part of like this protective storage I love is having healthy boundaries and healthy communication with your parents. Um, And my parents always say like, when you give us a reason not to trust you is when we'll stop trusting you, right? You kind of have to earn trust in a sense. Um, And thankfully through the guidance of the spirit, I haven't done much to break my parents' trust. And like, I'm hoping to continue that. And because of that, I respect them. They respect me. And we have healthy communication, healthy boundaries to that, that have created me into um, the person that I am. So that's kind of like my dynamic with my parents. My older brother and I actually got a lot closer, I would say, whenever he left for college. And that sounds really backwards in my head because it's like, why did distance make us grow closer? But it just kind of worked. He matured. I matured. And now, like whenever we hang out, we're best friends. It's great. I love it. It's incredible. Next year, we're going to be in college together. Um, and I can't wait to see like where that takes our relationship because it could change drastically or it could say the same. I don't know. My little brother and I, he has very quickly become somebody that I enjoy hanging out with. And um, I think it was a weird dynamic learning how to go from like a family of five to a family of four when my older brother left. And because of that, it was just like, I like automatically was like, okay, this is mine now. Like Aaron is going to be like who I hang out with for the rest of my life because I like, I feel bad for him because he's going to be an only child soon. And like, I like feel for him. Um, especially going from like having two siblings to none being in the house. I think that's just going to be a hard transition. Um, And I'm like soaking up every minute that I can with him. So there's just like different roles in relationships with my family. Um, But they all kind of go back to like this affectionate bond. That's just like, I just love my family and I just love my brothers. And like, that doesn't mean that there's never conflict. Like, I mean, I can tell you like last week, my mom and I were not getting along very well. Two weeks ago, my dad and I weren't getting along. Like there are absolutely times, like for some reason, every time we go visit my brother in college, we end up in a fight. Like it's just a recurring thing. And that's like part of living in a sinful world and part of being broken as humans, we will fail each other. And I like swear we talk about that every single week. Um, But the only way for us to grow closer as a family was to go through conflict and like walk through it and not sit in it um and that can be difficult so that's like my immediate family that's kind of where we're at um my extended family we just don't see them often like we see them probably twice a year so I don't really have much to say about extended family um I would say like they're absolutely a support system right now um like extended family has been really really crucial like specifically in the last couple of days Um, and just like helping each other out. Like in, like, I look up to my dad and his siblings relationship because the way they support each other and still talk and help each other, um, is a great example for how I want to stay in touch with my older sibling and younger sibling in the future. Um, and then watching how my mom interacts with her parents, like genuinely teaches me so much because she is like so full of love and grace. Um, so I think just like being able to learn from other people's family relationships is actually really important. Um, but I kind of want to hit on just a little bit. I think we're kind of almost wrapping up this episode, honestly, but I do want to talk about how, um, under Christ, we're all family. Do you have anything to say about that, Sophie? Oh yeah. Glad you brought that up. 
talking about this is super cool because if you're in Christ, it says you're a part of one big family under Christ. And this is really cool. And it's called the church with a capital C. It's the, the universal. All believers are in the family, I guess you could say. And kind of might that might sound really confusing to you. And I encourage you if it is to do further research on that. The universal church is just all believers. And this is really cool that you get to be a part of this because um, whether you come from a great home and a great family or maybe one that you don't, that is really hard and you you don't really feel like you're be, being loved. Either way, we have a perfect heavenly father whose family we are all under. And it's really cool that now I get to have a bunch of brothers and sisters in Christ. Like we say that a lot at church, but I think that it's really cool how now Allie's my sister in Christ and now we can encourage each other. And that changes a lot. Honestly, it changes, especially for me, that changes how we date because for me, when you look at it in that aspect, like I'm dating a brother in Christ, um, you're going to be like, they love the Lord and I love the Lord and they're serving the Lord. And I want to protect their heart and do everything I can for this relationship to go well. And if it ends well, uh, or if it ends, I hope that it ends well, knowing that they're serving the Lord and I'm serving the Lord, if that makes any sense. But it also changes every aspect of our lives and it is really cool that we can all come together no matter what what language you speak where you come from it doesn't matter we're all under the family and I think that that is super cool that we can be united in that because in a lot of families there's a lot of division I I know that I'm sure every family in the world faces division of some sort We see examples of that in the Bible multiple times because we live in a broken world, but we're unified in Christ with people in our family, but also with people outside of our family. And that is something that's really cool that I've seen. What about you, Addie? Yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think it's just cool to think about how everybody you interact with is a brother or sister under Christ if they're a Christian um, and just how that should reflect and how we treat them. Um, it's so important that we're treating everybody with kindness and love and God's love. Um, and we cannot do it alone. I literally, guys, I taught fourth graders this morning at my church. And let me tell you, it's always chaotic when I go in there to teach. Like I had nine kids. I'm one 18 year old trying to get them to listen to me. And they're all talking. And I'm like, guys, I'm begging you, please just read first Corinthians. Like, come on, focus, focus, focus. And it's always chaotic, but today we had such a good conversation. It was so encouraging for me. Um, and I, because I think it was easy for them to relate to this because they understand we were talking about love and we were talking about loving other people. And I think it's something that is naturally a little bit hard to relate to, but through Christ and in Christ, it's easy to relate to love, right? Naturally, 
uh, well, actually, naturally, we were created as perfection, and then the fall took that away, and we were separated from God. So we have this um, sinful instinct, sinful nature, and that makes it hard to love. It's so, so easy to hate. It's like, I hate that. I hate that food. I hate that person. I don't like that person. They're mean. They're not nice. They made fun of my friend that one time, and now I'm going to hold it against them forever and ever and never love them ever. And it's like, it's just easy to do that. It's easy to form mental blocks against other people. It's easy to not love others like God loves us. But as followers of Christ, as brothers and sisters of Christ, we are made new. We are a new creation. And first Corinthians lays out a perfect example of how to love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not boast. Love does not envy. It like one by word, one by word. That's a really good sentence. If you could replace each one of those words, love is blank with your name. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, With your name, like replace love with your name. Say Addison is kind. Addison is patient. Addison is this. Addison does not boast. Addison does not envy. That's how we should live. Right. Because that's how Jesus lived. It says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. I want to put a lot of emphasis on that one because I struggle with that. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled with the knowledge it will pass away. So if you think about Jesus, and hopefully if you think about yourself, you're able to say Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. It does, he does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. Like go through it. Jesus does not delight in evil, but rejoices at the truth. I hope and pray that as we, as a generation, if you are Sophie and I's age, and even if older generations, anybody who listens to this podcast is able to work towards reflecting that first Corinthians 13, four through seven or eight, wherever you want to stop and being able to replace love slash it with your name because if we are full of love in this world how cool would it be to just see that instead of hate there's so much hate and so much heartbreak in our world it's overwhelming like I literally saw a post about this the other day a 12 year old took his own life he was 12 because he was being bullied and it's the most heartbreaking thing he was 12 he wasn't even a teenager And he was being bullied so badly that he thought there was no hope in this world. How awful, how heartbreaking is that? We should be believers that are so full of love that we can't help but abound in love and teach others how to love better. Because whether they believe in the word or not, love feels good. Loving others like Christ is only going to lead to other people loving like you because love feels good. I don't, I truly don't think there are many people that want to be hateful or want to be mean. And there are things in lives, circumstances that lead to that sin that leads to that. And that is awful. And I'm sorry if sin has made you bitter, but you have been made new in Christ and you are a child of the Lord and you have a duty as the child of the Lord to reflect first Corinthians 13, four through eight. That is our calling is to love others. Like God loves us. John 13, 35 says, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. How clear is that calling? God could not make it any more clear. By this, they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's it. Why is that so hard? I don't know. I don't get it. Why is it so hard for us to love one another? 
like whether it's Storge love, Philia love, agape, whatever it is, we should be loving one another. And I think that it starts, a lot of it starts in family. If your parents don't teach you how to love one another in your family, it's hard to go out and love each other. It is like, there's truth in that. And if you come from a broken family, I understand, but it's not an excuse. It's not because you have a God who demonstrated a perfect love, a perfect love, more perfect than my parents who both love the Lord could ever give to me, right? A perfect love that has never once hurt, has never once let me down. A perfect love that loved so hard that it sent his one and only son down to die for us. I cannot emphasize how important that is. You have a father, a heavenly father who is perfect and will never let you down. Even when your real dad does, even when your real mom does, or when your siblings do, it doesn't matter because you have a perfect God who reflects and honors other people with how much he loves. And that's by choice. He doesn't have to love us. Like we should just do it because we are his disciples and that's how we are known. And I think that's it. So let me get off my soapbox and relax for a second. But Sophie, if you want to pray us out. Yeah, that was awesome. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the gift of the gospel and that your love is perfect and we can rely on it when all else fails and it will fail. Thank you that for the gospel and that it's true for us, no matter where we are or how great of a season or how hard of a season it is. I pray over our listeners that they would experience your love in new ways this week and that they could truly dive into your perfect love, which is truly amazing. And I thank you for loving us. We uh, love you. We lift you up. We pray over the listeners that they would have a great week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Check out our blog, www.brokenvesselsblog.com. It's in the show notes. You can email us anything you want to say. If you just want to talk, if you want requests, um, prayer requests, episode requests, whatever it is, um, email us at ourheartsurrendered at gmail.com. You can leave us a rating or review. Spotify now has the little review thing so or the rating thing, so you should absolutely check that out. Um, And I think that pretty much covers it. You can find our Instagram at a faith podcast and I'm going to start posting more guys. I promise it's going to be more than one post a week from now on. (laughs) If Sophie and I can remember to take enough photos. Um, So it'll be really fun. It's going to be great. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, And until then, let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week.